Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I feel like we've known each other long enough that you can just call me Sarah Nelius. <laughs> That's my official name on my birth certificate after all. <laughs> Sarah Nelius. Yeah, it's not the cutest name, but it it's really a is an ugly name. It's a biblical name. It's horrifying. Yeah. It's uh in uh it's in between the first and second uh testament, that name. <laughs> in between the what yeah. was in between the first and second testament? One and a half, and that's where Sarnelius was. Point, okay, this is sounding a little bit like Lion King. Like, oh, <laughs> one point five. Yeah, I'm well, like, that's yeah. where Sarnelius originated. Yeah, that I was definitely part of the 1.5 Lion King, that's for sure. Um, we uh, did we ever talk about when we saw the Lion King on Broadway? Um, I feel like we generally mentioned it, but honestly, it was so good. It convinced me yeah. that I do need to see more Broadway shows. Yeah, because just really enjoyed just, it. I mean, just is not like a huge musical person. I here's the thing: I like musicals. Yeah, it's not that I don't enjoy musicals. It's just that I never experienced like the theater as a child so I like I never experienced any of it so I never grew up around it so I just had no context for it so I never like sought it out right and it's also like I've never really wanted to drive like three hours to go to the city to see a Broadway play exactly and you're not the most pleasant person in New York City I'm I am I turn into a monster the truth of the matter is the moment I set foot in the city something takes over my body and it's like a Jekyll and Hyde situation but like, I, I don't know which one is the bad one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm like the opposite because like I step into the city and then I become like the bad bitch I once was in my 20s. <laughs> you're like, just like you're just like doing like the, the sex in the city like walk down the street like exactly. yeah bitch, I belong exactly like sunglasses on at all times even in the subway even at night um just look straight forward walk and don't even care about anybody around you yeah, see, I am the grumbling. Um, yeah. I am like the grumbling person on the streets. You are. Like, Fuck this place. I fucking hate it. Well, it's confusing because you were just like you were. We were in the hotel, your hotel, and I was looking out the window, and you were looking out the window, and you're like, look at all these freaking people. Look at them walking. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I Jess, literally... they have to go like from point A to point B. And you're like, yeah, there's just so many people. Like, what are they even doing there with their suitcases and their no, backpacks? The thing was, and I was like, like, Jessica, like they're just trying trying to live their lives because we literally were on like we were like a few blocks from Times Square so we were very very like yeah. in the hub of things and I can't even tell you so you were just there for a part of it poor Will, my husband like yeah. he every single time I would look out the window I'm like can you believe there's still fucking traffic it's like it's like middle of the day and there's fucking traffic what are they beeping about so stupid why is this why are you beeping like I would fall asleep to horns honking I would wake up to horns honking I was a miserable human being in the city yeah that's uh the New York City lullabies as Corey says I do not want to move to New York New York has big hairy scary monsters and that's not what I want to do with my life wait and rats that eat babies is that what he said who said uh, that? Oh, Amy rats said that. Eat babies. Uh, maybe I don't know who said that. I don't think it was Corey. Someone okay, it. if it wasn't this show, I was watching something recently where they're like, like the rats eat the babies or something. I don't know. The rats are bigger than the babies. Something about rats and something about babies. Yeah, I mean, rats are huge in New York City. That is the thing. Have you ever seen a New York City rat? I have, on the and, subway. And what did you say? I was fucking grossed out. Did you like it was scream? in it was in the subway and it was like down yeah. by the tracks. So it wasn't yeah. near me at least. Yeah, that's where they like to hang out. Down I would not track. have liked if one like crawled across my foot mm-hmm. as long as it's maintaining mm-hmm. its distance. Like, hey, he oh, was there before I was. That's true. That's yeah. true. This is his home, not yours. You got to respect it. I respect his boundaries if he yeah. respects mine. Do you remember um, and you might not have the. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids ride. Um, uh, it could have been Disney. I guess it's Disney, not Universal, because that's a Disney movie, right? I truly have no idea what so they had in this ride. So they have like, um, it's called, like, they call it 4D, where, I don't know, it attacks all of your senses. Oh, wait, are you, is it like a stadium where you're sitting? Yes. In this, yes. Okay, then I know what you're talking about. I did one of the Shrek ones like that. Sure. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I don't know. Maybe the Shrek one Bugs Life. They had a Bugs into... Life one too. Okay, then maybe like that turned into the Honey I Shrunk the Kids one turned into. Probably. It. I don't know. But the thing was, is that part of it was that they had like these little um, wind things, wind effects that felt like mice crawling on our feet. It was horrible. <laughs> I love it. It was all that just to get to mice crawling on your feet. Yeah. It was horrible. That's this it. This is the That's podcast, people. You've been with us for, uh, gosh, I don't even know. Let me see. How many total episodes are there <laughs> of Boy Meets World? Let's look this up. Okay. Yeah. You've been through. A, can you want to guess just generally? You want to throw it on? 131. You're very close. 158. Okay. You're like a season off. Okay. Um, yeah, 158 episodes. You've been here, I assume. I assume you didn't come in halfway through. If you, you did, we still have. love you. Somebody we still love you. might have. 
Um, but some of you have been there with us since we had, I listened uh, to our first podcast um, mm-hmm. from the men's, you know, our audio was complete shit. So if you kept listening, thank you so much. Uh, which I mean, do like, let's not gatekeep because I hate gatekeeping. Uh, do you want to share like what not, what microphone not to get when you're first oh. starting off on a podcast? Do you remember yeah, what we had? Don't get the blue snowball. Do not yeah, do no, it. No, no blue snowballs. The yeah, Yetis are not that much bigger, better rather. Yeah. Do it. it Cause the thing is, is the blue snowball is like 50 bucks, right? But, like, the microphone that I have is literally, like, $80. So, yeah. so you just much better. spend $30 more. <laughs> yeah. And mine, like, mine is, like, what, like, 150 yeah. And I, like, got it because my fiancé got it for me last Christmas. So, yeah. you don't have to be a billionaire to do have a podcast. You just want to save a little bit more than $50 to get the blue snowball. Yeah, so don't don't do that. But yeah, um, I was listening back to it. It's very funny. We didn't know Sean's last name. We yeah. didn't know oh, Amy's name at all. Uh, yep. I called Miss her Ashley, Ashley. <laughs> Ashley Matthews, which I got the A right. And that bit, yeah. that bit went down like three or four episodes. It went for a while, and it yeah. wasn't it wasn't a bit until like maybe the s- second or third episode mm-hmm. because eventually i remembered that it was amy but truth be told she didn't have a name for the first couple of episodes so yeah, i mean back in the day on our very first episode we didn't have an intro song shout out to jd for making our intro song that you heard uh before mm-hmm. this um we didn't even have like the standard intro that i do now which was very jarring oh, what did me. you say I just was like, hey, everyone, we're starting a podcast. Okay, that's the other thing. Like, whenever you start a podcast, everyone is, like, the first episode. They never know how to start it. Yeah, you never – because you don't know what the thing is going to be. Like, what's your thing? And so we didn't have a thing. Do we need a thing? What's our thing now? I don't even remember. I say, welcome back to Shit 90 Shows taught me. Oh, I got to tell you. I spend – And then I say, I don't want to – we don't want to wait. Yeah, I guess I very rarely pay attention to you because I'm like usually quick panicking about what I'm going to say. <laughs> so, I can relate to that as someone who has also not been yeah. like the lead person to intro podcast and everyone I'm like, oh, shit, they're going to throw it to me. Oh, no, shit. I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the yeah. thing is, it's like one time I had to like intro it myself and that was the you know most embarrassing thing ever the good news is um we're never live and so you can always re-record an intro i re-recorded mm-hmm. two intros in the past week and you'll never know which ones they're on but i totally uh, fucked up the yeah, intro because i, I, and I had to to any of your podcasts anymore well you wouldn't know anyway because i edited it out <laughs> <laughs> like the professional that i am yeah um but yeah i can't believe we finally i love how we're just like we're 10 minutes in and we haven't even talked about the episode yet because it's i don't want this to be over well actually know? this is our clip show oh this is the clip show that's this right is our clip show this is of our clip show of us i was gonna pull a bunch of clips and then i lost i didn't have time to do it this well week. i mean if you weren't okay we could do this in a few weeks because next week we're going to go with our season recap as we normally yeah. do and then the, and then the week after recap. a series so if you have any maybe i'll pull clips, clips that, that you want to pull either you jessica or myself or if anybody listens out there yeah i'm assuming there's a couple people that listen yeah um, at least a few just a couple just a couple and um, you want to yeah. tell us what like if you had a good memory then you know let us know yeah send um, it our way and then you know for our own clip show 
today, well, it's about Boy Meets World. It is about Boy Meets World. It's uh, a bit of a wild decision to make your two-part finale primarily consist of clips. Mm-hmm. Now, decision. the most interesting thing is, is that I have looked far and wide about people praising the series finale oh, of Boy Meets World. Yeah. Reviews. The reviews had come in and people loved this. Now, I think modern days, if this was your finale, people would legitimately riot. They would yeah. be in the streets with signs. <sighs> okay. So I've thought a lot about this because I was like, why is this so appalling to me and you today? But back then, it probably really worked. And I think, first and foremost, um, there was no streaming, of course. That's the big thing. People could not go back and watch their favorite episode of Boy Meets World. And like, if they wanted to watch season five of Boy Meets World, they couldn't They couldn't just pick it up and watch it. They had to either record it on video or, I don't know, play um, VHS or whatever. DVR. So they had to do that. They had to hopefully catch something on reruns. Yeah. Or I don't even know if the DVDs were out at this point. No, but like, that I doubt was they were. The, the Hail Mary was a DVD. So if you're a person that has watched this live for seven seasons and you don't recall every single moment of Boy Meets World, you don't really remember when they were kids or if you have, you haven't seen that in years. Like it could be really heartwarming. However... No. You and I have watched every single episode of Boy Meets World probably three times um, in the last two years. So I don't think it hits as the same as it would if you were a person watching this live. Here's my compromise that I because I had the same exact thought where it's like, yeah, I bet some people liked this because they weren't able to rewatch everything like we just did. Here's my compromise. I think I would have loved to watch a clip show had it not been the finale. I feel uh, like yeah. penultimate, anti-penultimate, throw a clip show in for us to enjoy. You know, sure. don't have it necessarily be um like have new plot or like if you do just like very little sprinkles. Well, like they did. Yeah. They bear in the first episode, basically. Yeah. Um, but I think in a different world, I really love a clip show for Boy Meets World because they are so self-referential. Like they always bring up the past. It's very cute to look back and be like, oh my God, they were so little. Like, yeah, it feels weird that we binged all of this and they grew up so much <laughs> in the time true. that we binged it. It's true. Even from season four or five, um, writer strong and ben savage and daniel official they grew so much yeah so i think like if they had done the clip show as an additional show instead of it being the finale i'm a little bit higher on it as it stands i think for me most of the finale is a lot of meh i think the where it hits me is in the final five scene. to ten minutes. Yeah. The very final scene. I think everything else is very meh until we get to the classroom scene with Vini. And then it's like, oh, my God, every feeling in your body is just, like, coming out of your soul, you know? Like, just, yeah. like, every feeling. And so I think, like, it's a little tough when so much of a 40-minute series – like, it's 40 minutes, two finales compact, uh, two finale episodes uh, combined. And it's, like – you know 75 percent clips um so and i do think i do have other grapes to make um but we'll we'll get there um so yeah those are kind of our overarching thoughts on like what it's like to have a clip show as a finale 
Um, but let's dive into the actual plot, what there is of these episodes. We're probably going to just like kind of combine them. We're not really going to talk a ton about the clips because like been there, done that, but mainly focus on like what mm -hmm. is happening in the now with the characters. Um, yeah. Where we start out, we left off where like Topanga says, we have to move to New York. I got an internship. And Corey is talking to Eric and Sean saying, I don't want to move to New York. Like, that's not what I want to do with my life. And as Sean correctly points out, what about Topanga's life? Yeah. You know, like Corey, yet again, being very selfish. He is very selfish. And I think that Sean brings up a good point of like kind of what we've been discussing the entire season that Topanga kind of lost herself when becoming a wife and choosing Corey over her own future. Um, it kind of uh, knocks that over on the head this episode, which I actually thought was interesting and didn't recall. But um, that's as far as we know and how we interpreted it thus far. Um, and Corey responds as being like basically pulling a Jan Brady and like Topanga, Topanga, Topanga. Why is mm -hmm. it always about Topanga? And then we do a whole clip section about Corey and Topanga and how they first met. And I do. I still kiss. very much love their first kiss scene. Yes. Um, I, I still I still love that so much. I Again, I love that version of Topanga. I do, um, too. With the doily dress. The doily dress, the purple dress with the the frizzy yeah. kind of, you know, crimpy hair. Well, yeah, and we know that her mom spent hours upon hours braiding it the night before. Yeah. Uh, and that it would be like two to three hours a day. And she then she would have to Insane. go to work in the morning and then go home, eat dinner, and then her mom would have to start braiding her hair again. <laughs> and then eventually yeah. they got into curlers and all this stuff. But at first it was her mom's job. Yeah. Um, and I I love seeing those scenes. So um and so that's when Jack and Rachel come in and Jack jokingly says like he joined the Peace Corps. Uh but he says no, like my dad's going to cut me off or my stepdad's going to cut me off. I'm going to cut him off. Um and he says he's going to be a tugboat captain. Um okay. You know what? Boat engineers uh, make a bunch of money and they live a very adventurous life. I don't know well, if that's, that's because what he they meant. have to be on a boat all the time. Like, mm -hmm. this is not the life for Jack. So, like, it's kind of a like a six week on, six week off type of job right. where you work like six weeks straight. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I mean, Jack looks like the type of guy that doesn't like to get his hands calloused. And I don't know if a tugboat is the place for him. No, I agree. Like, he has not worked a day in his life besides at the student union. Like, yeah. there's just no way he wants to go on a tugboat. Yeah, seems like Jack.com did not take off. No. Um, and uh, Rachel, Angela got her thinking about traveling. And I love Sean just being like, you're so cruel. <laughs> He's like, poor Sean. Sean is going to have a really weird uh, end to the series as well. Um, but this is when Topanga comes in and she says, I'm, I've been thinking a lot about the New York thing. And of course, Corey like butts in as he always does. And Topanga says, listen, this is where our friends are. It's where we grew up. We should stay here. I'm going to turn down the internship. And Corey immediately is just like, oh, great. Yes, of course. We'll do whatever you want. I was looking forward to it. But you know, if you don't want to know, I'm, you know, great. 
great. Sounds perfect to me. Yeah, he's taken the opportunity to not question it because he doesn't want to go. And then as soon as she leaves, Sean's like, you know, that's not what's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's not happening. Uh, we get a little bit of clips of uh, the boys doing their little excitement dances. We've seen a lot of those throughout the years. Mm-hmm. I loved um, I loved those little clips. The dancing clips the are really dancing fun. Clips. They did, did they show their secret handshake? They didn't show. I mean, not in this wow, scene, at least they wow. should have, but they didn't. <laughs> have this apparently they still know it so they should i believe that i feel like that is something that like can if you if you're them and you're that age and you're on a tv set and you have to learn this handshake for the show i feel like you'd be doing it offset all the time like Mm -hmm. not offset but like in the back you know when you're just hanging out i I would wait did i ever tell you you know the uh the lipstick um like dance yeah that topanga does she basically like the showrunner was like, "Hey, you have to do this interpretive dance. Why don't you go figure it out and propose something to me?" Oh, she they <laughs> let her do it. That's so funny. It's like Topanga's like this like little kid, and she has to like figure out her shit. Oh my god! I know. So she was like <laughs> practicing it with her mom the night before. Oh, it's crazy. Official. I know. So, um, uh, and also the goatee gang is still pretty raging. Goatee, goatee gang is going to get a sec- another member by the end of these this two part series. Wow! So, wow! Um, yeah. Should, yeah, but who else should we get to join the goatee gang? Literally nobody. Goatees are gross. Mm, oh okay. wait, they do. Okay, here we go. Sorry, I. So we, you know, we have this episode because with all the clips and stuff, it gets kind of confusing to recap it. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm watching now, and so like Corey and Sean, like Sean is just like, you know, this isn't how it's gonna end, right? Like they, you know, they're not. She's she didn't mean any of that. Me, Corey's like, yeah, I know, but I just join me in fooling myself, and they start dancing, and then they go back to the clip of Corey oh, and that, Sean dancing. As that's kids. the the kind of secret handshake. It kind of is there. Yeah, I mean, they don't, they're not doing the actual, like, dance in the, in the today scene. Today. No, because they're, they're... Just dancing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they should have. Um, And then we have to get, of course, Eric doing the Feeny call. Yeah. Um, it was and fun I lo- seeing the progression of it over the years. Yeah, I love how he goes like, Feeny! Ooh, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> uh and feeny just like comes out and he's like you're not calling a duck and i love the meta-ness of this episode where eric is like come on you love the feeny call uh he's like come on we're not gonna be together much longer you gotta admit it and i love feeny just like begrudgingly being like i love a feeny call yeah, i love it <laughs> i love it um <clears throat> did i ever tell you about the ferg chant um, no, I need to know more. Okay. I, this is actually something I really freaking hate. But so in – I think I have told you this before, but it's, like, really embarrassing. So in senior year of high school, um, there was in history class this teacher called Mr. Nochezi. And Mr. Nochezi started something called the Ferg Chant where it would basically be, like, I would, like, have to answer a question. And then he would be, like, Ferg, Ferg. Berg. and then he got the entire class to do it and then this became like a year-long bit so much so that it they actually did it when they called my name for graduation and the only way they would stop the ferg chant is if i put my hand up and waved it off like i was the queen of england 
And it was mortifying. I've literally never heard this story it was Probably because I'm so embarrassed by it and I hate it. And I hate the nickname Ferg. Like, I never liked it because it feels so, like, froggish. I don't know. It doesn't like seem Ferg like. sounds like frog. Okay. It doesn't sound. It mo- mostly, like, it's not like a name, like a nice little, like, like cute girly seeds. girl would yeah. have. Like, it's not like BB. Like, I would love my nickname to be BB. Not fur. I don't know. Like something cute, you know? Okay. Or Coco. Like something cute. I don't know. You only want a nickname that has a repeating syllable. I guess so, but not Ferg. <laughs> so yeah. So then I had the Ferg chant. So then I was looking at my yearbook the other day because um, of reasons. And <laughs> so many people wrote the Ferg chant in my yearbook. And I didn't even remember that. So that that's the Ferg chant. That was dating. It's it was I just felt like they were always just making fun of me. No, they definitely were not making fun of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the the flashbacks to all the Feeny calls that Eric does. That yeah. was one of the flashbacks, the clips. I was actually like very yeah. happy to yeah, see. Yeah, like the I show. said, the progression was very fun watching the progression of it. Yeah, I, I especially still love the one where he's like, whoop, 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 now. <laughs> yeah, and he does like the little cat like that. Walk. I don't why it makes me so happy or like yeah. why it like cracks me up so much yeah um do you like yeah. the wind-up doll um that- yeah the wind-up doll is very funny where he like pulls the he pulls the string and it's eric uh and he's just like and i i really oh, love do you want to hear oh, something? one other bad story like fuck it i, I mean, mean obviously i okay. do so once i was dating this guy and i like when i was a teenager and he said that i repeat myself so much that i was like a pull string doll like what who said this <laughs> like i would because i would be like i love you a lot and like i miss you and i was like affectionate and he would be like you like say all this shit so much you're like a pull string doll wow that is actually pretty rude not a fan of that I know. So it's terrible. Well, I, I just like feel like it, since it's our last like episode covering stuff, I might as well just like air out all the stories I didn't get to tell. You got to let it all out. I got to let it all out. Yeah. Um, you didn't like that story. No, I thought I just don't like that someone called you a polstering doll. I feel like that's rude. Yeah, I'll tell okay. you who it was off screen. Okay, good. Um, but I didn't want, I, I don't know why this cracked me up so much, but him holding the Eric doll down and is just like, oh, look, it's like, Eric doing Mission Impossible. Very <laughs> funny. Was, it was such a stupid joke. They did not, they didn't, it was, they didn't write that. There's no way that had to be a Wilfredellism. It, I, I fully believe that it was like, it just feels like it should be um a will Fridellism. like it feels like he would be like hey look like i i'll talk to later about something else that i also think um will Fridell like di- improved at the end because yeah. i do think there was more and again yeah. i don't know we have like no proof saying that like he improved any of this right okay uh so on pod meets world the best boy meets world podcast that ever lived um he did say that he was allowed to improv a lot but he was like the only one that got to like it's not like he was encouraged but he just kind of just like went off and did his own thing gotcha but like danielle fischel tried it once she got yelled at (laughs) 
apparently she like tried to improv and like the guy was like what the fuck was that like what was that line (laughs) oh my god i know it's so bad yeah daniel official probably has a lot of sad stories just like me (laughs) all right moving forward Um, moving on moving on Corey wants advice one last bit of advice from feeny and i love this advice because so basically, and also talk about how Boy Meets World never has canon. We know, or continuity, we know for a fact that when she went to Panga, was at graduation with Corey, she said, I talked to Feeney. He said that um, I should stay as long as I have something to stay for. So we know for a fact that they spoke before graduation, right? That's That yes. is continuity. And then we get Feeny's side of the story which i thought was really nice look at that continuity in the last episode of boy meets world i i really liked this um i think uh, okay so part of me likes it and part of me hates it i feel like that's something to say because part of me it feels like they're kind of rewriting it or like giving an excuse if that makes sense as to why she didn't actually leave oh yeah so the reasoning was okay so we always thought well we always thought that she stayed because of Corey, right like that's what we thought 100 percent. i mean she proposes like of course you know what i mean it feels yeah yeah, exactly but feeney is saying that she was afraid of the change and failing um outside of her norm like she was afraid of being a small fish in a big pond um and she didn't want to take the risk that's what feeney is saying uh, and then also he does this really good metaphor, which I really liked about the flower pot, how he had a flower that was inside and it like grew too big for its pot. And it was, I did love that. We're growing out the bottom. And he was like, and then, so I decided to transplant it outside and then it's huge now. And then Corey was like, well, if you kept it inside, like, would it have died? And he said, no, but it wouldn't have thrived. I okay first of all okay so as much as I was like a little eh on the whole rewrite the Yale thing I loved this as a part of the finale I absolutely loved this first of all it feels so appropriate to have Feeney giving advice in his garden area with Corey standing across the fence like it I don't know about you it transported me back like I felt like, okay, and this is, this, I think this is seen is a good example of why people praise the finale because as much as we like joke about the, the continuity getting all fucked up in the show all the time, um, I love a part of me loves that they're so self-referential and yeah. like, it feels important that we had Feeney teaching Corey one more life lesson and that it happens here. And not only that, but that it involves plants. And mm-hmm. that when yeah. he says, like, do you see this flower here? Corey gets, like, so excited. He's like, yes, talk about the plants. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, this is going to be a good one. Yeah, I like that, it's... too. It really is first season Boy Meets World, second season Boy Meets World. Um, like, so much has changed. Like, the Rose Garden looks totally different. Like, it, it's now paved. Like, it, it's, like, it looks like years and years have passed because it has. But ultimately it's just like they're still you know across the gate neighbors and that's 
really nice. You can see in the background yeah. of Corey the steps to the treehouse. I actually think that the treehouse isn't there, but I mean, even well, that's I see the real. Tree, though you see the tree and you see the steps, but you don't see any house oh, in the they tree. Must have taken the house so I think, down that they, right but now. also that's kind of realistic too, because like yeah, they take it down over time. Exactly, like especially if it gets like run down and the it weathers, um, or your kids get older, like they weren't expecting to have um another baby in Joshua. Uh, so, uh, even that's realistic. So I really like this scene. I think that the, it was pretty perfect. The metaphor was really great. Very yes. understand, like very easy to digest for dummies like me who don't understand metaphors all the time. <laughs> no, it's, it's perfect. Like it's, it, yeah, it makes sense that like, you know what it, someone is scared like it's mm -hmm. especially i think for topanga it is such a perfect story beat that it's not that she has to convince Corey to go i feel like we've been there done that right i really really love that it takes feeny telling Corey, no she doesn't want to go because she's afraid like she's afraid that she'll be a big fish she's already a big fish in a small pond she doesn't want to be the small fish in a big pond mm -hmm. like new york is massive she's very talented she's very smart she's nervous that she's not going to be as good as everybody else in new york and to kind of like have feeny be the one to get through to Corey in that way mm -hmm. i really loved especially like you said it's just like the metaphor like everything works for me in this scene yeah it's everything. really nice and i like how he says like do you think that topanga can do it and he was like of course, like Topanga can do anything. And I don't think it fathoms for Corey that Topanga even thinks that she has the possibility of failing. Like he sees Topanga as perfect. Yeah. We already know this from earlier in the season where he was like, you were perfect when you were a kid. You're perfect now. Everything works out for you. Um, but the thing is, is like if she doesn't challenge herself, she will never really get to the fullest potential because she's just taking no risks and i like that Corey comes home and is like yeah we have to go we have yeah, to go I, and i like that like again because Corey has been really awful to put it yeah. good to put it nicely he's yeah. been really terrible the last few episodes i mean the last few seasons really but like the last season it's been particularly bad and so i really like that they're like you know what we're gonna make him Let's remember what Corey was and without because in these scenes, he is not over the top. He is not a lunatic like he is a down to earth character that we know. And I love that as soon as season five, Corey, season yeah, exactly. four, Corey, exactly. Yeah. The Corey that we like. The core Corey. The core, core of Corey. Ooh, core Corey. Core Corey. Um, I like that Feeney is like, well, do you believe that she can do it and he's like of course she can like i like that it's not even a doubt in his mind and i love that feeny asks like does she know that like you have to tell her that mm -hmm. and i really loved that because i think a lot of times and not just in this situation but like in relationships in general we assume our partners like know that we believe in them know that we love them know all of these things 
and it's like depending on the person sometimes people some people need more re- reassurance than others and some people need those words of affirmation and yeah. need to hear i believe in you you can do this yeah you know that's part of what being in a relationship is is like being yeah. that support system and i i really love this whole scene like i just i think it's it's beautiful it's like it not only works because of the history of Feeney's Garden um, and because of the history of this specific location on set, but also because the metaphor is so perfect for what the situation is. Like 10 yeah. out of 10, no changes. I loved every second of the scene. Yeah, very. I agree. It's it's really nice. And then they follow up with a clip of uh, a young, tiny, tiny uh, so Corey little. getting advice uh, from Feeney about planting it's from the first season i don't remember when exactly it was fun from but it was very early on yeah um no i he's so tiny i just oh you know what he said i um i think it's from the finale episode because he says as long as like somebody doesn't wish it dead so i think that's from the episode i dream of beanie yes yes so and that was the season finale of um yeah the season finale of season one it's so it's so long ago at this point, but I think what's partly what I love so much about it is again when you do get a clip show on the finale, like the series finale, it's just so wild to see, especially with kids, right? Like yeah. how much they grow. I feel like an old person right now, but like it is fun, especially because I remember covering Corey at that age. You know what I mean? Like we talked about like him when he was <laughs> yeah. eleven. Like it's insane. yeah. I mean, I remember like the first one of the first things that we said was like, oh my god, they're so small. They're like such little nuggets. They are. I said that. I said that they're like little babies and it like I didn't remember them being that little but yeah I mean it's because like they grew up on the show we grew up on the show so it's it's crazy so yeah now we're back into the apartment and we have Corey once again being a normal human it was like to Topanga and and he's basically saying like you're never going to grow if you stay right here and we have to go to New York. We have to. Yeah. We can't play it safe. And Topanga's um, scared. Yeah. I love I love this where he says like um, where uh, Corey goes back to Topanga and he's just like, I eat tuna fish. And then I talk to Feeney. Uh, and he says, and he thinks you're a chicken. He thinks you're a big tuna fish in a small pot in his living room. Wait, I wrote it down on my hand. <laughs> uh, and um Topanga's just like wait a minute I've never been scared of anything and Corey's like yeah you are it's okay I'm scared too um and uh and I just I don't know I just I just I love it I love this we get like a lot of flashbacks again of Corey and Topanga um the good years the very good years like the, the moment years. when he asks her to be his girlfriend the mm-hmm. moment when he says he loves her and she says i love you too and he like is i think he throws her the jacket yeah right? the, the infamous jacket that's in the uh time capsule yeah girl meets world yeah and when uh cory says you know you can't move we're supposed to be together it's her like parents move like all the when she comes back <laughs> in the rain yeah a long walk to pittsburgh or from pittsburgh something and like that it's only it was only like a day later but they're acting like it was like five months yeah um, um oh my gosh Corey's hair is so dark and curly it in, is uh, and topanga looks so scene. little 
Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we have to get the the Linda Cardellini <gasps> stuff. Dun, dun, dun. At least, like, I think it's funny that they didn't actually include, like, Linda Cardellini clips because then she would have to get residuals. But we were like, let's talk about Linda Cardellini, but, like, let's not have her in there. <laughs> yeah. So they have, like, all the, like, you know, upsetting things where Topanga figures it out. And it's, like, it's very much in a nutshell their entire relationship really it shows the yeah. highs and lows of their relationship yeah we have uh, a starry night when uh yeah. they're at the art museum and like you kiss somebody no you kiss somebody blah 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 yeah and then we get the proposal from topanga um and we get the, we get the clip of the for he's a jolly gift <laughs> oh the honey we got the wedding oh yeah, yeah for he's a, okay so like this is like i rewatched that episode today where um i don't know what is it this was the wedding planning episode when they said that they decided that they can't have a proper wedding and they just want to get eloped next week that yeah. was a funnier episode than i remembered yeah my favorite is the guy who's axing the ceiling for no yeah. reason but i will Life. say i am very pro season like six and before clips i do not need clips from a few episodes ago oh i'm fully with you it's a bit ridiculous to me when you're clipping things from the season that we yeah. just watched yeah we just watched like we remember i guess like though you need to include like one clip from the wedding but i don't need anything else from season seven in a clip yeah. show we remember we just watched it yeah and i think the thing is is like this is the longest uninterrupted set of clips which makes yeah. sense that it's Corey and Topanga but we even we see them get married like we see all of this which um, we just saw this is all season seven stuff yeah it's but I all do unnecessary just go back and watch the other episode I think they kind of felt like well if we're gonna show all this other stuff then we have to show like them getting <laughs> married you know what I mean one little clip of them getting married and then probably one little clip of them moving into their stink hole. And that's it. The stink hole. <laughs> that's um, it. But I do, I do like it where Topanga says, I've never failed at anything. Um, and Corey says, no, and you never will as long as you stay here and play it safe. Um, and uh, Corey tells her about like Feeney telling him about Yale. And I do, I do really like, um, um so we we of course they have to flash back to that scene because we can't just talk about it we have to go all the way back to that scene uh and then we even get the the remember the 16 um oh yeah the, the sweet 16 it, it was the sweet 16 episode that really had like it was like it was a long title it was like sweet 16 and 400 pound men or something like that it was like a very long episode title but that was the like fred flintstone episode where he was switching between the wrestling match and the sweet 16 and then uh he missed all topanga wanted on her sweet 16 was one lousy dance with Corey. one dance that's all she wanted and Corey missed it do you remember this shit yes that is and one of my favorite episodes because it's so stupid it's so <laughs> funny so then he was like you know what let's just dance on this wrestling ring and i'll make it up to you 
but she was wearing that little red backless sassy dress like bitch that dress could get it i loved that dress yeah and it kind of matches the color red sweater that she's wearing in this i mean she looks great yeah Yeah. so all Um, the good the good the the good memories when Corey ditched her on her sweet 16 we gotta remember that gotta remember it and topanga's just like you know what i'm not going to new york because of you i'm i'm or uh, I'm doing this for us. And I love Corey turning it around and being like, well, I want to go to New York. <laughs> and she's like, no, you don't. And he's like, yeah, I need room to grow. And I don't think it's fair that you're keeping me from growing. I, th- um, I think this is really cute. I think it's like a realistic conversation between a couple. It is. It definitely is. Yeah. And I love her saying you would do that for me and him saying I would do anything for you. And she says, I'm scared. And he says, I know you are. And I really love the what if I fail? And he, I love this. He says, I will see this girl who took an incredible risk. She danced the dance. And if you fail, there's a real chance I'll love you even more. Yeah. And I just, I just thought that was so sweet. And like, she's, she's like in, she's like, fine. Okay. We'll go to New York. We're going to start the next chapter of our lives. And I love Corey asking, how am I taking it? And she's better than me. <laughs> yeah. They're both simultaneously freaking out. I thought that, that was a really good scene too. And I felt like it was very realistic. I just, I missed Corey acting like a regular person. Me too. It's insane to me that they waited until the series finale to bring him back to the Corey that we know. This, yeah. this is the Corey that we know. Not yeah. the like over the top, insanely selfish, like just awful, awful friend and boyfriend and husband. Yeah. Like this is the Corey that we've seen for the first five-ish seasons. Correct. Until it yeah. all went downhill. <laughs> until it all went downhill. I totally agree with you. I think that he probably needs New York as much as she does. He needs to, you know, it's like he needs to get a- away from his family. Not that yeah. his family does anything wrong, but they coddle him a little. He needs um, a fresh start. Yeah, he needs to, like, get out of his grind. Like, he's a very rigid person that needs, like, that gets into these, like, comfort um these little bits of comfort and i think that he needs to get the little push out of his comfort zone yeah for him to grow up um amy allen and morgan are sitting in the backyard side yard and uh basically like amy is like bawling her eyes out this is when she says the line you said the rats will eat them oh yeah the rats so yeah this is where it is so amy's very concerned about the rats uh guess what eric apparently now is also going to go to new york and for whatever reason like amy does not care no one cares that eric is leaving why are we so mean about eric i don't understand no one the thing that the my biggest gripe with this two-part finale is that it is solely, and I know it is called Boy Meets World. And I understand that. And I know that Corey is the boy. He's I the get boy. it. Okay. I'm However, not the boy. You're not the boy. Corey's the boy. Corey is the only boy. The thing is that, like, yeah, maybe the show started off as like Corey, right? And his world. It was called the Ben Savage Project. There you go. However, seven seasons we've spent with these characters, seven seasons. Yeah, I mean, not Topanga, but seven seasons we've spent with these characters and the way the finale is framed feels like we only care about Corey and it's really frustrating right. at the end. So if you think about it, 
we don't know what Amy and Alan are up to. I suppose they're just going to live on their life. We don't know how, like what Morgan's up to. We don't know what Eric's going to do when he arrives at New York. We yeah. don't really know anything. You're right. Like it's so Corey focused. Yeah. Um, especially like you said, it's like, they're like, oh, okay. So Alan's going to go. And Amy immediately starts, stops crying. And it's just yeah. like, oh, so what's for lunch? And it's yeah. like, what the fuck? So, like, why does she have no reaction to that? She doesn't even say, oh, that's good. Now I feel a little bit better because at least Corey will have somebody. That could be an encouraging motherly thing to say. Um, yeah. Or I'm glad that Eric is getting out there and at least he'll have Corey or anything. Or, like, where is Eric going to stay? No, just like, oh, what's for lunch? Like, she doesn't even give a damn that Eric is leaving. That's that's how it reads. Like, if it if it re- if, if if they played it more like, oh, I'm so happy Corey will have his older brother, like, looking out for him. Or they'll have each other, even. Yeah, exactly. Or something like that. It would make more sense. But it very much reads as, oh, good. I didn't want to have to deal with him anymore. Well, yeah. Like, everybody, Amy and Alan are acting like, I mean, that he's such a burden. And they really want him out of their lives This from this episode. And he's such a pain in the butt. He's so dumb. It's like, come on. Yeah. Come on, I don't like that shit. No, me neither, especially because the rest of the finale is so sentimental that it's really frustrating that that is what they're giving us. Like, it's the tonal difference is very strange. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So then we get Rachel and Jack in in their kitchen. Why the fuck they're here? No one knows. Um, I guess to say goodbye, but (laughs) it's like, um, and uh, Jack is just so, uh, I guess Jack's dad heard about his Peace Corps idea and now he gave Jack all the money he needs for I'mJack.com. Great. But then he's, he's deciding, is he deciding to go forward with it at this moment? Uh, no, like he's, he's very excited about it. And we get mm-hmm. all these clips of, again, like the roommates, which again, like this is like a lot of season, I guess I mean, this is probably season six. Um, well, we get all of that. And uh, Rachel's and- choking. Rachel's joking um and yeah, so these yeah. are these are the uh the thruple years as we call them the thruple years and so rachel is going to go on the peace corps and yeah. jack is gonna do with G- i'm jack.com at least for this second yeah um, woo-hoo. who cares um, yeah actually that's a great question i want to know um on a scale from one to five five being like um I really care and one being like I really just don't give a damn. What how where do you fall on the Rachel and Jack uh of it all? Um I would put myself if I if 10 was really caring and one was I literally not caring said at all. 1 to 5 but fine if you want oh, to do 10. Five? What the hell kind of scale is 1 to 5? I, okay, fine. 10, 1 to 10. <laughs> 1 to on 10. On a scale of 1 to 10 like a normal human being. Um, no, I care like a three. Like, I really yeah. don't care. And yeah. the th- I think the reason I don't care is because they Jack has been an asshole for most of this season. Like, he literally well, only cares about his looks. Yeah. Rachel, like, has barely been shown this season. And- Her friendship with Angela has been the most interesting thing that she's gotten. Right. And since Angela isn't here, it's kind of like okay it felt uh, their storyline feels like an afterthought and so that's how i'm treating it yeah you know yeah i'm pretty much at the same status as you are um 
now we get a goodbye between Eric and Topanga. Oh, no, it can't be because they're going together. Why is Topanga there? Why is Eric there? Why is anybody there? Why am I here? <laughs> like, what's happening? They're here because they're leaving. So this yeah. is where they're saying goodbye to everyone. So we have yeah. Corey, Topanga, Sean, and Eric all come in. They all have suitcases. Yeah. Um, And uh, Eric is excited. He says, no one knows me in New York. I can be whoever I want to be. And oh. Topanga says, like, oh, I want you to be Eric. And I thought that was very sweet. Very sweet. Yeah. Like, if you want to be silly, be silly. If you want to be serious, Eric, be serious, Eric. You can do whatever you want. And now we have... um. A bunch of clips of mostly Eric, but some Eric with Topanga, but mostly Eric just doing silly things. Yeah, I um I do really like um Eric smushing around the guacamole on Topanga's face. We like that. Le, we le, had le. <laughs> we had the the um the marriage game. Yeah, the newlywed game that they did with Raheem yeah. and Rachel were partners. We had the episode where the bees, remember the bees? And yeah. Eric is like you're in a love triangle. And he does a square shape. Oh, we get a little bit of uh uh the the girl with the the guitar. Oh, that he dated that ended up making the, um, the your shallow the shallow yeah. boy. Yeah, we get yeah. to see that. We get to see him with um, Sergeant Moore. It really is like they're like, hey, these are all the Eric and Topanga scenes. Oh, wait, we only have three. Okay, we'll just throw in <laughs> some extras. Just throw some stuff in there. That's what it feels yeah. like. It really does. And it just really becomes like Eric clowning around full yeah. clown mode. Yeah uh eric getting electrocuted stuffing pizza in his face again it's all very late 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 seasons eric it's yeah not college years college eric. years uh we will not even think about early years eric where he was actually like a ladies man and went on dates and you know adopted tried to adopt like seven children we won't be yeah we're not gonna talk about that no 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 no. how Um, dare us even think about that but But yeah this is when Corey says the uh he was like oh the best goodbyes are quick goodbyes and i love sean are you freaking nuts where are are you freaking nuts um yeah also we get a little bit of like jack and eric isms but that's that's only like two and a half seasons long so who cares yeah true. um yeah i love going forward a little bit i really do like writer strong's comedy in these scenes like he's really going through it he's a sad boy uh he's like how how could you leave me and um where is your soul yeah how can you cast me aside like an old pair of shoes the drama is like it's only 70 miles away and Corey just starts sobbing and he's like i was just doing it quick because i thought you wanted to do it quick yeah and i really love this because it it very much feels like old school sean and Corey. like just like it reminds me of when they're when they're on the phone and it's like you hang up first no you hang up first oh yes 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 or and they show this scene uh i think right here where oh the library uh, sean yes at the library sean was dating that girl that didn't want to uh her to talk to or him yeah. to talk to Corey. and he like bought the muffin or the cupcake and he's like, it's like a cinnamon bun or something yes, was that yeah, for yeah, me yeah. he's like you know it's for you well it had a c on it and then he told the girl that like it was <laughs> like c for like can i take you out later or whatever yeah that that scene is one of my favorite sean and Corey moments in general just because yeah. i think it's so sweet and like i said this is not something you would see from two like two male friendships 
seen any two guys in a friendship ever. Yeah. Um, um, we, and we see them like early on years, like at Chubby's where like Corey, um, I don't know, like there was times where like Sean was the cool guy and she, he just felt like lucky to be Sean's friend. And he's like, you're my best friend. So their friendship really developed over the years it was really really nice yeah yeah there's a lot of really great clips in here of their friendship oh. developing oh yeah oh, shout out to mary it. with the celery poster oh yeah we see that uh we got to see jonathan and eli for mm-hmm. a second it's it's we're just going down memory lane it's yeah. so nice so um alan and amy and morgan come in from the backyard and uh and they're all saying goodbye and uh topanga says i can't take it anymore and she grabs a backpack like a big duffel bag and throws it at sean and she says i knew this it would come to this and apparently just like that sean is moving to new york that's all oh wow well i i do think it's funny what he says he's like i can't move to new york i have a mom and a dad and a girlfriend and a job and a he's like no i don't i'm laughing yeah um okay now so that's it they're all going to new york but i have a question jessica um isn't this a college internship that is during the summer why is everybody moving permanently to new york this is what i also didn't get (laughs) because i was like for a second i had thought they all graduated right because eric Mm -hmm. and jack and rachel did but then yeah they're it's for the summer so why is sean going for the summer 70 miles away it's all very they treat it like they graduated but they have not graduated it's so confusing i kind of just wish that they would have just pushed them forward to graduating and being a senior because we know that they're sophomores and they're just like so i my question is i don't know it doesn't make sense what are are they just planning on not going back to pembroke is that what's happening yeah no it uh i i have no idea like it doesn't make any sense like why did nobody question this back in the day the thing is i could see sean maybe head let's hand kid in this a little bit okay i could see sean moving to new york for the summer and really liking it and end up transferring there like that i could see it doesn't make sense going for just the summer that i mean i suppose that's what everyone winds up doing but that wasn't the plan no no it doesn't make any sense and that's where we end our part one which was comprised of mostly clips let's be real yeah i mean i think that the these batches of clips i think is a little bit more enjoyable than the second part's batch of clips and but there was so i mean between the garden metaphor that was a great scene Mm -hmm. and uh was that it was that (laughs) literally i feel like i was complimenting more things besides that but there was some good nuggets in there i mean we just like the clips really but like the clips again oh Oh, we like the clips okay we like we like we enjoy the Uh, content of the please use that as article a of evidence that jessica sterling likes clip shows She literally (laughs) says we like the clips we liked the clips doesn't mean we like a clip show I literally think that that's what it means. If you like the clips, then you like the clip show. Anyway, let's go to a quick commercial break so we can come back and talk about part dose. We'll be right back. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, on to part two. We pick up right where we left off. Which, okay, this is the worst part of it. They spend the first five minutes of this episode clipping the clip show. They clipped the clip show, Sarah! (laughs) And it wasn't even like, it was like, it was so much. It was like five minutes. It really is. It really is. It's five minutes where they clipped the clip show. You can't clip a clip show. I was incensed. I was incensed watching this. I was like, are you kidding me? We just watched this clips. You watch the clips of the clips? <laughs> it's so meta. You're going to clip it. the clip show. It's upsetting. Then you're going to clip the clip show's clips Ugh. within the clip show. But now we we are, it's so meta. We are a podcast recasting a sh- or, or um recapping, recapping a show that's recapping a show that's recapping a show i can't this is inception this is what what who's in that movie leonardo dicaprio i think so that's what he was talking about the whole time <laughs> this is the podcast this yeah, you've, been you've been incepted you've been incepted um podcast so we start off podcast. after the clips of the clips uh eric says you're probably not going to miss me at all huh and alan says not one bit um, and then we get a lot of Alan and Eric clips. Yeah. Um, I, I call this like this show I feel like is a lot of like the, the Matthews family while the other one I felt like was very heavy with friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, a lot of fun Alan and Eric clips. Um, we discussed throughout the series that we felt like their French or their relationship was actually stronger than alan Corey's, which yeah. was um kind of surprising to rewatch there's times where we talked about how they felt like the they were more friends than father and son but um we also talked about how like alan usually always gave eric the benefit of the doubt and yeah. opportunities and uh, i was interesting to watch um, well, yeah and we don't get any amy clips it's only only alan um yeah and uh and yeah it's a bit that bit annoyed me but again what else well, we do no we do get it because then we we get to see um amy at school with eric uh talking about her sex life oh yeah the air i meant yeah i meant more amy and like both kids Corey. yeah yeah i don't even remember what okay what's the first thing that comes to your mind when i tell when i say the words Corey and amy what's like the first scene that pops into your mind um do you want me to say mine first i think mine is when she offers to like help him bake muffins and they that's bake, like, exactly what came to mind really yes that's the, that's the episode where uh the cucaracha grandma came yes that's what it was it was the, it was the grandmother i was like why yes. he was he was waiting for yeah, someone waiting, i couldn't remember who it was he was waiting for his grandma who was yes. supposed to take him to get his baseball card signed and she didn't show up so amy was trying to distract him by baking muffins so they baked like a ton of muffins and for whatever reason that's the exact scene that i thought of when i say and so that's number one and i guess like if i had to choose another one i would be like 
all the times like Amy was like yelling at Corey about mm-hmm. rushing into things with Topanga. Yeah. Yeah, but like we do get this. So when Amy is saying goodbye to Eric, we get the Amy and Eric stuff of like her joining his class and all that. But the thing that this proves to me is that all these clips we get of Eric, because there are a lot of early season Eric clips in this grouping, is like, wow, they really made him stupid because he used to be into art. Do you remember he was into art for an episode? <laughs> well, everybody was very surprised that he was into art as well. But he was like, yeah, I like because he just gone to college and he's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's it's one of those things where you first sign up for college and then all of a sudden like you're into something like really niche and like because you're trying to be cool. And yeah. Eric's thing was art. That was that was the same episode that uh, Corey pushed Eric. No pushed alan remember yes well i think he he also pushed we didn't like that episode no we did not um Um, but amy says don't get don't get do you dare get to paying a pregnant until you're absolutely ready and eric says i won't um and uh and then we get the the jack and sean stuff i really did like it i really really did um mainly because of chet so we yes. have them saying goodbye and saying, like, I could have never handled dad's death without you. And Jack saying, I wish he could be here to see us getting along. And we get to see Chet. Go tea gang. Go tea oh, gang. He, he joined it. He joined the goatee gang. I was wondering who was going to be the newest member of the goatee gang. It's Chet. He joined goatee gang. Wow. I wonder if he was part of the goatee pack as well. It's like, okay, if you're going to come back on the show, you're going to have to grow a goatee. Yeah, it's very funny. And this, I will, I love this scene. And I'm giving 90% of the credit um, to the actor who plays Chet. Um, I'm just going to look him up because I did Blake Clark. I did Blake Clark. Yeah. Um, Shout out to him because I love, I just, I love because it's canon that we've seen Chet the ghost. Yeah, this before. is our, I think, our third or or our fourth time seeing a ghostly Chet. Exactly. And it's never, it's it never gets um, sci-fi. It's more so Sean talks to himself, and then Chet talks at him, or Chet just talks at Sean or Jack. You know, like it never gets like ghostly like oh my god dad like you're really here like you know what i mean yes yes it's always like he's just it's kind of if you would want to live in a world of believing that ghosts are a real thing it's that's what it feels like that like somebody is watching over you um so i i always thought that it worked like it was never for me weird but uh, he listens to this conversation where Jack has decided to decline the money once and for all and join yes. the Peace Corps with Rachel. I love Sean saying, Dad always said, money don't make you rich, laugh makes you rich. And Chet says, I don't talk nothing like that. <laughs> yes. You know, Sean and Jessica Sterling do the best two Chet impressions that ever lived. <laughs> so I want to give you your accolades because you deserve that. You've always done I, a very good Chet impression. I just, I love Chet. I mean, like, he is a very he's a complicated character. He's a flawed right? like, father. Very flawed. But, but an interesting character in a exactly. TV show. He is unique. And I love yes. that about him. And I love 
him and you could even see um writer strong like trying not to break in the scene because of <laughs> because of blake clark yes. um because like we find out so he uh, uh jack says i've always admired you because it never mattered to you that you didn't have money and he says, you know what? I'm going to join the Peace Corps. And, and <laughs> Chet is enraged because Rachel's like, oh, you're going to give up your stepfather's money. And Chet's like, what money? What in this <laughs> is she talking about? <laughs> and Jack's like, yeah, money doesn't make you rich. Life makes you rich. And Chet's like, that's insane. Money makes you rich. Ask anybody. <laughs> what makes you rich? Money. I got two stupid sons. <laughs> yeah. And then I love him. He's like, you're going to embarrass me in front of all my dead friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who, okay this. who is uh if you had to guess like one celebrity who is chet's dead friend like who are we thinking is willie think nelson alive i i'm pretty sure he is but if he, he must be old as fuck <laughs> i feel like he's hanging out with like vegas styled elvis i was gonna say elvis yeah, yeah. oh my god he is alive he was born in 1956 he's 89 yeah. oh he's I thought he was older than that. Not that old. How about um, like a like a Johnny Cash type of thing? Uh, yeah. I I was gonna say like any type of like rock, country, western style yeah. singer. Yeah, someone who's into like drinking and you know what I mean, like into yes. the heavy stuff. I could see yeah. him. Like, yeah, I totally with agree them. with you. Well, I hope that he and his dead friends are. I can see them playing poker, like um. And and in front of it, in front of like the painting of the dogs playing poker. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I just love the, I love the Chet stuff. And uh, and so, so this is when uh, Jack signs up. He's going to go to the Peace Corps with Rachel. Um, and uh, well, we still don't know what the Peace Corps does. No, but I love Chet's realization that oh wow, like the Peace Corps, like you're going to do good for people. They like that up here. And in my head, I'm like, wow, he got to heaven. <laughs> So it's a low bar. This is not the must be a low bar. It's not the good, you know. The the scoring system isn't messed up. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, so yeah, he he does. He puts his arms around his kids and he says, "I'm proud of both of you. I know you will do good. uh, Do good in the world." And it just like, oh my god, it is. It's so beautiful. I absolutely love it because, especially because uh, the actors who play like Jack and Sean can't react. They like, you know, they, you know, yeah. I just, I thought that it was such a great way to send off that duo and like recognize that, yeah, they're brothers and like they shared a father and like Chet's influence. And I don't know. I love that they brought it back. It felt so perfect. The one gripe I have is I'm like, he doesn't need to grab Rachel's ass. Like we could have done without yeah, that. Obviously that was like nineties humor. That's mm-hmm. not very funny. Yeah. It's very annoying, but I did like the scene in general. Um, I thought it was, it was both funny and uh, sentimental. And so mm-hmm. I, I love the combo of that. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. We, I, we I, a lot I, of the flashbacks of um, like Chet's death and stuff, which was really yeah. sad. It was. Uh, I agree. I think that it worked really, really well. Um, I think that was a good send off for uh, Sean and Jack, who had like a very, you know, tumultuous relationship. It wasn't always like we're brothers and we get along great. There was a lot of like, you know, shit between them. So yeah, 
Yeah. And I, I like that they're like, you know what? We have to recognize that at the very least, like we're getting along now and yeah. that we supported each other through our dad's death. And that was yeah. like a big deal for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love that scene. On the other hand, I really fucking hate this. Next scene. <laughs> well, okay. What? Because there's a child in there. You never liked. No, child no, because. The moment I saw this fucking kid, and oh, you saw like, it too. Kid. He's a cute kid. Yeah. This he's trip. a very cute kid. First of all, since when did this motherfucker age like four years? Okay, so that was the first thing. I was yeah. so distracted in my first watch about how much they aged up this kid. I thought that he was a baby. He is this is a th- a three-year-old, I'm pretty sure. Maybe two, or maybe a small four-year-old, but somewhere around there. This kid is like at least three, if not four. Yeah. And baby Joshua was literally like less than one last time we saw yeah, him. Yeah, he was a baby baby. Now and this that's, was like that's, this season we saw him that age. I know. So that's issue number one. Issue number two is that we've already seen this kid. This is this and little he, motherfucker. And we saw him this season, Sarah. This, this season. season. Yeah, this season. We saw him when um <laughs> when Corey and Topanga moved into the stink hole and he was the I see dead people kid in the hallway. And it's Michael Jacobs kid. Like, you know, it's the showrunner's kid. They just like plopped him out of the, uh, Hey, you kid, we need a yeah, kid. He was, he, yeah. He literally is the one who says, I see dead people. Yeah. And he did a good job there in this scene. He does a terrible job because he can't even spit out one line. He's fucking horrendous. He's you can being see like him a shy boy off screen, like at whoever his like, okay, the, handler is. It's definitely like his mom. Now, I think that what probably happened was I wouldn't be surprised if this scene was filmed in front of the live audience where his scene in the hallway was probably not. Yeah. So he's probably like really bugged out about the live audience, but he did a terrible job. He's like basically st- like breaking the fourth wall. It's terrible. And the whole reason they have this is so that Corey could basically make a joke about like, oh, you're going to like make friends, make mistakes. Mr. Feeney's going to teach you every grade you're in. You're going to fall in love. You're going to be lucky enough to have a friend like Sean. And we're getting like all these clips in between everything. Yeah. And you'll still make mistakes, but all those good friends will help you. Um, and blah, blah, blah. And then he says, oh, Boy Meets World. Now I get it. And that's the whole reason this scene is. That's the whole reason. They really, really, really wanted to have one episode in the entire show where he was able to say Boy Meets World. That's what this was for. And uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if the juice was worth the squeeze, essentially. Yeah, exactly. It's all very stupid. And I didn't like it. The only, like, kind of silly part was when uh, Topanga calls him in and he goes, Topanga. <laughs> that was cute. I feel like that was the only n- line that he n- nailed. Yeah. And he was very proud of himself for nailing that one line. He was. He was very proud of himself. He was being a shy boy. Yeah. You know? This kid is just useless, to be honest. What? Like, why, why bother with him? Okay. Okay. Hold on. Like, it, not the no- kid. I mean, like, the scene. Like, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean, like, the kid himself. I just mean, like, the character <laughs> of Joshua. Like, why do we need this? Like, I yeah. would have preferred if he had this conversation with Morgan. Uh, uh, yes. But once again, Michael Jacobs can only write for men by men and only cares about men so morgan is irrelevant and i think you're right i think that would have made sense but no we don't we don't care about morgan morgan's useless she can literally stay in the back of the freaking pack in her little lilac dress 
saying no lines at all. That's where she can be. <laughs> That's the annoying thing is like um, that Morgan barely gets, I mean, she gets like a, the, a little clip scene with it, Corey. But like my mm-hmm. biggest pet peeve is like the fuck Morgan was way closer with Eric. Like I wish we had gotten some Morgan Eric content. You know, uh, in the beginning, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, who was more? Morgan was close to, Mo. I don't even know. Like she got locked in her bedroom for an entire season. Very long time. Also, yeah. once again, they refuse to show any clips of uh, the original Morgan because they don't want to pay her the residuals. True. Even though that Morgan had so many great scenes. Yeah. No. Um. Very annoying. And so then I noticed on the second time I listened that when they all come out, Corey says, "Did you call him?" And Eric says, "I called him. He'll be there." Because the he called Feeny. Oh, does that make more sense now? Because I was like, "Why is Feeny at the classroom?" And that's why because they wow. must have told him to go Look there. At this we got a setup from Boynton's yeah. World. Look at that. Who wrote this episode? They're geniuses. <laughs> um. And so they all decide, okay, we're ready to leave. Um, and so everyone except Corey leaves, you know, because Eric isn't a part of the Matthews family. So he has to yeah. leave. Well, I think it's like, okay, so now we have to talk to our favored son. Eric, yeah. you can go away. We can only have a goodbye with one son at a time. Please leave the facilities. Thank you. Yeah, it's very dumb. Um, and so, uh, Corey says, I'll do the best I can. Amy says, we know you will. And mm-hmm. Alan, I really love Alan grabbing Corey's face and they do the like, dad, let go my first, mm-hmm. um, that clip is very cute. Um, and Alan does say, we're always here for you. Uh, and we get, we got like a ton of Alan and Corey clips. Um, and, uh, and yeah, like, again, if they had done this whole scene with Morgan, I feel like it would have been more powerful because we actually know Morgan, unlike baby Joshua, who literally we don't know. Um, oh, okay. So this writer, this episode is Matthew Nelson. And I'll tell you some of the, uh, some of the episodes that he, wa- uh, that he wrote. He wrote 16 Candles and the 400 Pound Men. He wrote A Long Walk to Pittsburgh. He wrote um, uh, Chasing Angela, Graduation. Her answer, everybody loves Stuart. Ooh. So he he wrote <laughs> Sorry. Uh, he, he I guess the point is like he wrote some like heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah. Um, which makes I like that, right? That makes sense that they he like wrote bring the in Cole episode. Remember the Cole episode when Oh my god, I forgot that existed. Yeah, yeah, where Sean joins a cult. Oh my god. He joined god. so he 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 is a prominent Boy Meets World writer. He wrote a lot of yeah. good episodes. Um so then we have the scene of all scenes, the mm. thing that I think people remember the most. The most, yeah. About this finale. Um bec- and I think it's because this is where it all began, right? Like Feeney enters the old classroom. Um, and he's just kind of like, he's just kind of like walking around. He like touches the globe. He's just like very slowly, just like wandering around the classroom. Yeah. So we're back in high school right now. Mm -hmm. A part of me kind of wishes that they used, I I mean, I'm sure the elementary school set is like long gone, but that would have been nice. 
Yeah. No, I mean, that would have been. Yeah. I, I don't mind this, though. I yeah, think. Why, this, like, why am I nitpicking? Hits. Shut up, Sarah. Yep. This, nitpick the, this seems beautiful. Yeah, this is uh, this is this. This is uh, the classroom where the um, and then there was Sean took place, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. It was um, I, so they all just walk in. I don't do you have any idea why Topanga is wearing pigtails like she's pretending to be seven years old? I don't know. I really hated it. Bitch, though, you are a grown ass adult. No, I pigtails. don't mind Sean and Corey's looks, but I just feel like Topanga's is a little drab. No, everybody looks good except for her. And then yeah. you want to hear something else? Yeah. When she when the camera's on Feeny and you see the back of their heads, please tell me what you see at the nape of Topanga's neck. Oh, definitely a tattoo. Danielle Fischel. Can you not be bothered to put some goddamn makeup on your tattoo? It's not her fault. That's the makeup department's job. Who who was like, who greenlit this? Somebody made a little boo If you were going to put her hair in these ugly ass pigtails, then you have to cover the tattoo. Somebody made a mistake. Yeah, somebody somebody's gonna get fired thirty years ago. Yes, somebody's <laughs> on the very fired last episode. Right now, you're done. Oh um, also, God. Sean has his infamous leather jacket on. He does. I was so happy to see the leather jacket. Back. Good to see it again. It really uh, he, was. I, I, it was very crazy. Like Sean really did age up like ten years from the first episode of season seven. Yeah. to this just because of the goatee gang and the haircut goatee gang, baby. and the haircut i don't like it i think i'm pro longer hair sean no i well i think the thing is is i like short hair sean i'm not really pro goatee but i am pro short hair no, i think i sean. need something a little bit longer for sean but nonetheless um they sit in their spots to paint up eric, front yeah eric is like sitting on the back like yeah cabinets or whatever he didn't have a seat and it's only these are only Mm. rows of three we can't be bothered to put another desk in (laughs) (laughs) so that eric can join or and eric can't sit next to topanga or Corey. he needs to do his own thing yeah of course not um and so i love feeny feeny breaks the silence and he's like what (laughs) and Corey says we're leaving uh topanga says we wanted to know if you have anything else to teach us and he says my work with you is done and Sean already like, okay, everybody probably already knows this little trivia fact, but like they had to film this in one take because everyone was like inconsolable. Like oh, they could okay. only so do it in one take. You, who do you think is really crying? I think that Topanga 100% really crying in real life. Do you think Ryder Strong a thousand percent is? You think so? I, based on what he looks like when he literally says the line, I don't know, it's pretty scary. We're going out to a whole new world. His eyes already look like glassy and bloodshot. The, the probably the we, we've said this for two years. He's the best actor on this show. I young, know. Young, besides William Daniels, I think that there is a possibility that he is acting. I I fully think. I mean, you know what? In like a few years, we'll hear about it on Pod Meets World. <laughs> the but- best. Boy Meets World podcast, That's actually, that podcast. will actually tell you information. I that just think helpful. that, like, no, I, I, I truly think that he, um, I think that he is, like, I, I think regardless of if he's, if he's ready to leave the show, which yeah. I think he is, I think he, he's like, wow, this was a big portion of my life. I think he's it genuinely was. emotional about it. Yeah, I would hope so. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, it would be very sad if he was like, yeah, I didn't fucking care. It was like a paycheck. And no, then I, I mean. Okay, listen, I think when you're a really great, like, drama actor, like Ryder Strong is, I think you feel your feelings very deeply. And so I just don't think that he he would 
be faking this here or like yeah. acting. I think I think a lot of this is genuine. William Daniels. Do you think that William Daniels is at all sad that this is just <laughs> <laughs> I think or he you- is. I think yeah. a part of him is, but I think it's less I think it's less so for him because he didn't grow up on set like these yeah. kids did, you know. You know who looks like does not give a shit? Corey Matthews. Oh, he can't. He couldn't give less of a shit. <laughs> He's like, ben Savage is like not sad at all. He's like, yeah. I got to get out of here. He's like, my yacht is waiting for me. Yeah. No. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't look like he cares at all. Yeah. Fred Savage. I'm not Fred Savage. Fred. Um. No. Ben Wait, Savage. Ben, nope. What are you trying to say? <laughs> Will Dell looks uh, like he could be a little emotional. Yeah, for sure. I think he is. Um, and so, yeah, so Feeney says, uh, you're ready to go out into that world. And Eric says, even me? And Feeney says, yeah, even you. And I love that he, like, he does take a second. There's silence and he can't even help himself. Feeney's always teaching. And he says, uh, believe in yourselves, dream, try, do good. And of course, Topanga, always the student, says, don't you mean do well? And he says, no, I mean do good. Um, that's a very famous, like, gif, I feel like, yeah. of the finale. And then um dramatically, I feel like it's it is you want to do good, like you have to do good in the world, right? Like grammatically, yeah. well does not make sense in the conversation. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Do, because, do what, well no says I'm going to do well in the world. Like that's not a thing. No, it basically do well would be like be successful and do good is like be kind to others and like right do good in the world so what do you think yeah so he meant like do good in the world like yeah he didn't mean be successful successful. he meant be a nice person yeah Yeah. so it was supposed to be like Topanga was like oh are we like are you like do I am I changing the grammar but yeah she thought she was just being a really good student but you know what he he said no fuck off (laughs) he's like I want you guys to do like be good people at the end yeah in, at the end of it um so yeah and then at the end it's just Corey and it's just mr feeney and we get this like really nice deep long hug wait you're cutting off the whole sec- the whole middle part you're missing <laughs> the whole best part you monster <sighs> you're just like oh and we skip to the end Corey hugs beanie okay goodbye Bye. see you later Never again. Thank you. okay so what happens after so do Feeney, good in the world yeah so feeney says do good and then i love eric one of my favorites eric says all right feeney one last thing tell us you love us and Feeney is refusing. He's like, there's the line. There's teacher and student. It can't be crossed. And Eric doesn't care. Tell us you love us. Um, and Sean's like, come on. we You know we're your favorites. And Corey, I like the joke of Corey saying, you haven't talked to another student for seven years. That's a very funny joke. That was hilarious, <laughs> actually. Uh, Eric says, tell us you love us. Feeney says, I surely will not. And, smile, and Corey, or excuse me, Eric says, all right, for you then. And so this is when everyone gets to say their it's, goodbyes. Yeah, they all do their little goodbyes. And yeah, Topanga's first. She's blubbering. And this is for real. Danielle Fischel is for oh, surezies yeah, crying. Blubbering yeah. uh, to pieces. She's a hot ass mess. Yeah, like ugly crying. 
uh yeah she's very emotional and then they just like walk off stage like where do they go I don't even know they just leave and she says <laughs> so she hugs him and I the tiny I rewatched this today and some of the small moments really like stand out to me where like she goes in straight for the hug and Feeney is like very hesitant and he like pats yeah. her on the back like they don't hug right like Feeney and all these students are very yeah. close but like they they're not physically it's like your boss like you don't hug your boss yeah and she says um i'll never forget you you were more of a father to me than my own dad yeah what's up with this like jedediah slander <laughs> jedediah sucks remember new jedediah really sucks i think but when i think of jedediah i don't think of new jedediah i think of old jedediah i know but topanga obviously thinks of new jedediah yeah so she was like my dad blows you're a good dad remember the time where i had a um a airbnb in your house that was yes <laughs> um so next up is sean um and again Ryder strong he he looks like a mess he looks like he's about to like sob and he like he does this thing where he like smiles but it looks like he's like hold he's biting his like lip yeah. to hold back tears and i he think says, he, i think that he's acting i sarah why are you ruining it see people thought we've there was even a poll people thought yeah. i am the cynical one i'm the cold-hearted bitch i have no soul my heart is a black hole and Sarah is like, mm -mm, he's acting. There's no way he's feeling these feelings. Uh, I just want to like for now. If anything, I'm just like Ryder Strong is such a good actor that right I fully now. believe that he can act his way out of a paper bag. That's what it is. But okay, let's live in a world like this is real and he's really like there is a lip tremble. Uh yeah, that's what I'm saying. He looks devastated. Yeah. Um and uh and he says uh you, you never gave up on me never once you're the best person i know yeah and feeney holds out a hand for a handshake and sean just immediately just goes, goes in, in for the, the hug yeah i just like i'm it reminds me of like the episodes where where sean literally says to feeney like you don't like me or like yeah the cabin know. the cabin will always stick out to me yeah. it's like the the most influential Feeny Sean moment is the mm -hmm. cabin for me. Yeah, exactly. And like, I, like he really did know, like there was times where he was like, oh, like Sean's like a little bit of a handful, but he always believed in him. And I think like Jonathan really did help Feeny see that like, he's like a good kid. Just like the world is just like not fair to him. Yeah. Um, love sean moments and then we have of course um eric and feeney their relationship obviously even especially in the later years it became the eric and feeney show yeah and this is why again i was a little annoyed that Corey gets the final moment with feeney i almost wish it was eric because it feels like they should be the the final two i understand why it's Corey, but in my heart it should be Fe it should be uh, eric mm -hmm. and um and eric says i don't know what's going to happen to me but i do know i'm going to be a good person who cares about people i blame you for that and so we get like a silly moment but also like a very sincere moment um and uh feeney holds out his arms to hug eric and eric shakes his hand and then he turns to leave but then he turns back and hugs feeney and this I felt like was a Will Friedel improv moment. Like it just, I don't, I don't know if it is, but it felt kind of like it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I love this. And you could see, I feel like you could see Will Friedel getting like a little emotional in this moment when he leaves. Um, 
And so then we have, of course, it's Feeney and Corey. And uh, and he says, oh, Mr. Matthews. And Corey says, oh, you think we've known each, long each other and known each other long enough for you to call me Corey? And he says, we've known each other long enough for me to call you Cornelius. Cornelius. What the fuck? This I was... didn't remember this at all. You didn't remember. I remember. I knew that his name was always Cornelius. I had no idea. Yeah, I I remember Cornelius. Like I was very tickled by the fact that like his name was Cornelius back in the day. Very funny. Uh, of course, it's hilarious. What kind of name is Cornelius? With all due respect, <laughs> Cornelius. Well, I mean, especially because usually you'd call them Neil. Oh, I knew a Neil. Yeah, his name was probably Cornelius. There was a kid I up with in middle school and his name was Cornelius he looked to be called Neil and I was the asshole he probably hated me uh I called him uh corn you were the probably the one that would have started the Ferg chant <laughs> yeah probably. Um, uh yeah no, don't do that no corn that I hate okay actually if you want me to like really get into I hate nicknames I hate nicknames a lot and I don't think that people should be giving other people nicknames. No, I think you have to ask permission. I, I think, think you gotta be you like, should... hey, is this nickname cool with you? Yeah, I think that you should give yourself a nickname and then present it on to others. I don't know about that. Whatever. So I, unless your nick unless your nickname is like a very obvious like shortening of your actual name, yeah, then it's like fine, right? Like I get. When I first like started working somewhere or whatever, oh, is it Jess or Jessica? I'm like, I really don't care. Like, I will answer to either. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you don't care. That's true. Right. I simply don't. Um. So yeah. So Corey says I got Topanga to go to New York. She's not even scared anymore, but I am. And Feeney says, Well, you have a right to be. And uh, they hug each other. And I love Corey saying, Are you gonna? Are you coming with us? Are you gonna follow us? Are you gonna sneak up on us in Central Park? I was waiting for him to say, are you going to bug our apartment? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I already have. Yeah. Uh, and he says, no, Mr. Matthews, I shall remain here. And he says, no, you'll be with us as long as we live. Um, and so he leaves. And then I love that the final shot is a Feeney um, where he just looks at the classroom and they're, they're all gone. And he says, I love you. I love you all class dismissed. And I feel like that final line is, honest it couldn't be more perfect like it is the yeah. perfect final line for the show well yeah if you think about it we started this show once again the name of the podcast is called shit 90 shows taught me based off the premise that 90 shows really had the agenda of teaching valuable lessons onto um the children and the young impressionable minds of the audience mm -hmm. and in a way Feeney is saying like there's no more lessons left for me to give to both Corey Topanga Sean and Eric but also the audience like class dismissed like that's it yeah we're, we're moving forward um, yeah who's who's goodbye do, do you like the most out of all all of the four <laughs> I think I would have been very pro Topanga if she didn't like really drag Jedediah through the mud <laughs> I think I'm like I'm really high on Sean. Um, yeah. I think, like, I don't know why. I ben, I can Ben Savage not do a real emotional scene. Like, why is he not crying? Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think back. I mean, like, I'm trying to think of of dramatic Corey scenes. Like, what dramatic Corey scenes have we seen? Oh, you know what? We've seen him when he was drunk. He was like, he did some dramatic acting. Right? Yeah. 
I've never seen him cry. Hmm. Have we seen Corey cry? I don't know. Corey. I don't know. I mean, probably. Savage, you should probably work on that. I mean, I think it's hard to compete with Ryder Strong. I feel like I would well, put yes. him at number one just because I feel like yeah. not only because Ryder Strong is a very strong dramatic actor, but also because I felt like him saying, like, you always believed in me when you have it a really- character like Sean who, like, feels like no one ever believes in him who lost a lot of people in his life and Feeney has been a constant for him I feel like it means a lot I would have really liked to have like a Sean and and Alan moment as well I feel like that could have been strong again you cut out all the clips I feel like there's so much more room for goodbyes (laughs) Um, but um, but yeah I think I think his is number one for me I think Eric's is is number two just because I think it's kind of silly but very meaningful like you said it really is like the Feeney and Eric show for a while um they get a lot of stuff together and then yeah I think I guess Corey's could be third even though the he doesn't Corey get and Feeney hug like the way that Ben Savage really hugged William Daniels and yeah. held onto that beat and the camera let them just hug it out for probably like a moment or two longer than you would expect it was really nice. I that's that's why I think for me Corey is higher up than Topanga, just because I think the hug really sells it. Um, but no, I think this is for as much shit as I've given the finale. Um, the final five to ten minutes are the best part of it, and it's not close for me. I think this is where we started, and this is where we'll end in the Feeny classroom, learning life lessons from Feeny, and. I love him saying, like, I don't have anything more to teach you. And then he really does still teach them something, right? Like, I think that Feeney is someone who, like, you could literally go back and visit him, right? Come home from New York, visit Feeney. And he'd still have something valuable to teach you. Um, And I really love that that's where we ended things. Because, yeah, we could have ended with the Matthews family. But it feels better to to end with them in the classroom with me yeah yeah the very first scene of the pilot episode is Corey is in that lunchroom and he is going to get like a of something from the thing and then Feeney is like very inquisitive about what he's eating mm-hmm. he's like Mr. Matthews no he says good morning Mr. Matthews a candy bar and it really does start like the scene is the two of them this is yeah pre-Topanga this is pre-Sean being his best friend um it's the the two of them and it's nice that it ended the two of them yeah it's just a it's a really good fit I mean again if you can get over the clips if you can get over the, that a lot of it's clip show um the actual content besides the clips are it's really good it's really well done it feels true to the characters as we've known as we know them not as like the show has forced on our throats for the past couple of seasons you know it feels more true to who these characters are um yeah and i i really loved it i felt like it was a really good series finale again if you ignore the fact there were a ton of clips it was a really wonderful series finale yeah um I feel as though, aside from the clip show, I think like what I would have probably done differently was make the uh, penultimate episode, the majority of it, just being like a clip show, fine, Mm -hmm. whatever, Um, have like one or two story threads that lead you to the series finale, which would have zero clips. I think that's what I would do differently and then just like play out everything that they wanted to play out 
in the last episode. It would just give more breathing room to some of these moments, which like, you know, I think that that's why they have the clips. I think that like the clips break up the emotional moments. So there is more breathing room, but also it also takes you out of the moment. So I guess there's pros and cons. Like we're not show writers. Like we don't know why people choose to do the things that they do. But like personally, what I would prefer is if they wouldn't take us out of the emotional moments with like Eric getting struck by lightning. Like that would be ideal. Yeah. I think that my problem with a lot of like having the clips in there is that it doesn't allow time for people like Sean and Alan to have a moment people, you know what I mean? Like I think there, there'd be more room um for for other, special other combinations yeah, yeah special deep moments between these like some duos on the show but yeah um that's us nitpicking like i i do think the way they end it is is still very beautiful and very fitting for a lot of these characters i've seen so many terrible finales right like this is a really good finale um if you can if you can get past the clips and maybe you know what if you just threw on this finale not having rewatched everything over the past two years maybe it hits a little differently having all those those clips in there so yeah yeah totally Um, so i mean wow jess like how do you feel now that we've covered every single episode of boy meets world now i will say that i personally have missed two episodes because there's one time that I wasn't able to come, but you right. yourself have covered every single yeah. episode of Boy Meets World. How do you feel about that? It's really surreal. We started this project, you know, two, what, two and a half years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a COVID project, like a lot of podcasts were. Yeah. And it felt like the a good show to start the podcast with. It felt yeah. like it, it, it feels like very 90s um it, like it fit the bill in that way it also fit the bill in like we're very nostalgic about it and it has a lot of yeah. life lessons but yeah. it also could be very serious and be f- still fun to talk about it's not a children's show as much as it is like it grows with you yeah um and it's really weird to finish it like it kind of feels i mean we i don't know if it's truly hit me yet because we still have a few podcasts left to like to actually discuss it so it's to me it's like oh well we still have more chances to talk about boy meets world so it's not like Correct. fully over yeah. but both times i've watched the finale it hit me like oh my god i cannot believe that we're like i'm not gonna you know when it really hit me when i went to rewatch um the finale for the podcast um on Disney Plus, it always has like, oh, the next episode, and they always have it like right there. Yeah. And Boy Meets World was gone because oh. I finished it. What do they suggest next? Is it Girl Meets World? Oh, I, I think that was on there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, please watch Girl Meets World. That's yeah, what it's no saying. Please, you. please. Um, but yeah, it is sad. It's sad. It's sad. It's it's sad and it's like it feels like a big achievement. Yeah. Um, like, cause I don't know, like we, we originally started this podcast, not knowing, I know we said in the first episode, we might do them two at a time. We might do them one at a time. But like, if we had done them one at a time, we would have been here like six years. Um, yeah, that's true. So I like, I like ultimately how we ended up doing it. You know, some things lasted, some things didn't, we don't necessarily have like the nineties nightcap every episode anymore or anything like that. Um, but I think we did the series proud. I feel like I'm proud of what we've done here over the past two and a half years how do, how do you feel about all of it yeah we're going to discuss more of all of this in our series wrap up I think for me it's when I talk about how you know <clears throat> oh I I just finished the 
the series recap where we had our last last guest and Sasha like it's the lasts and it's the realization that like yeah it's 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 a number one like it's so hard for a brand new podcast like ours like I don't know what the statistics are mm-hmm. but I feel like I mean I want to give ourselves like a little bit of a pat on the back for like starting and completing a project like as two a and a half new, year long project where like when we first started the project like it's, I mean we've talked about this before like people say that it sounded like we were friends for a lifetime like you and I were newish friends months we only each other, known each other three yeah. months maybe yeah four. and to make a two year plus commitment I think like that's incredible like I mean yeah. having you as a partner and all of this has been like invaluable like I don't think I would ever I don't think there is a person on this earth that would have been a better fit for me than you in this okay mm-hmm. now I'm getting emotional I can't talk about this anymore <laughs> all right <laughs> we'll cover this like let me get my bearings we'll cover this like in our series wrap up yeah um I just there's a sense of accomplishment and there's a sense of sadness but then there's a sense of joy because this opens up other opportunities for us yeah as well. that's the thing anybody who solely listens to our boy meets world content and doesn't dabble in like dawson's creek or bonus content or whatever we're not going anywhere like we're still covering dawson's creek we're still going to be covering other things so i hope that you stick around and you find something else that you want to listen to us chat about um i think a lot of if i had to assume if i'm assuming anything about our listeners um, they're probably not just here because they like Boy Meets World, right? You don't stick around two and a half years if you just like Boy Meets World. So imagine they like to listen to us talk at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, so stick around. We'll have a ton more content. And, you know, we're, it frees us up to do to do other things. But I totally agree with everything you said. Like it is, I think we were the perfect two people to put together to make this podcast. And I think something that is a little unbelievable for me is how few weeks we have actually not recorded. Like there have been very few weeks that we've missed. We yeah. And I think that to me is one of the things I'm most proud of is always being able to find the time and like squeeze a podcast in here or there to, to yeah. make sure we didn't miss a week and record before we go on vacations and all of that. And um, so I, I, I don't know. I've really, I've really loved podcasting about Boy Meets World. I think we hit some dud episodes, some dud seasons, mm-hmm. but like, I still think it was always fun to talk about. And like, even if it's bad, it's still fun to talk about. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, but I do, I do have some feedback um, that we, that we got. Um, oh. So I got an update from Jem, who, we, Jem. Uh, who we had talked about before. Um, and she said um, uh, they're from St. Louis, Missouri area. Um, and so this is when she was talking about the Kool-Aid jammers. Yes. Um, uh, and so, yeah, so she said, did we ever take an empty Capri Sun pouch and fold it like a 90s slash early aughts cell phone? As a kid, we'd fold the Capri Sun in half vertically so the silver side was showing and then fold the bottom third up and finally pull the straw up like an antenna. <laughs> I'm dying, Jem. That is absolutely hilarious. Jem, why are you doing origami with your cool uh, with your Capri Suns? I can see kids doing this though. Like yeah. so easily I could see this. I thought that was very funny. Um and she did have some takeaways because this is uh for a reminder for listeners. Um Jem was the listener who was listening backwards to everything. 
Um, yeah, and so she had some updates. Incredibly uh, she says, in the beginning, we don't seem to mind Morgan, but after she's recast, the only thing you remember about her is she screamed all her lines. Yeah. And she writes, fair to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Jessica Sterling special. Like, there was one thing that Jessica Sterling hated was when Morgan screamed her lines. I, really I feel it. like I was always very like, but she's so cute. Yeah, you were more fine with it, I think, than I was. Um, uh, she says, you guys hated who's afraid of Corey Wolf so much. That's when you started doing two episodes for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so the funny thing is, is that I do remember that conversation with you because I watched Who's Afraid of Corey Wolf and I said to you, I was like, Jessica, this episode is so fucking stupid. Like, maybe yeah. we should just because we were debating. I remember we were debating, we were like waiting until it, yeah. maybe season three to start um doing two at a time and we were like hemming and hawing and we're like when to actually start and that episode was so bad that i was like this is a good opportunity to double up just do it yeah 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 um so jen uh, you're right like that's actually kind of what happened yeah it's very funny i was like I, says- I was like i can't do this anymore i need to get out of season two <laughs> uh she also says uh, she does miss fashion hour but she understands how much work it was and like doing it for season recaps uh and she said she did love the 90s nightcaps because of the alliteration mm, um yeah and yeah and she also she said that you had apparently mentioned knowing someone named april being born in december and she knows someone named april born in december maybe you oh know no each other. Yeah. um i'm i mean where are the odds it's the same person but I don't know. Also, apparently, Jem really likes to play Sims while listening to the podcast. Wait, okay. Um, I love The Sims. The Sims was like my game for so many years. I stopped playing because then I started playing. I stopped playing The Sims when I got Animal Crossing, and then I stopped playing Animal Crossing when I started podcasting. So you could only have one thing, I guess, right? I have a really like singular mind <laughs> with my hobbies, I think. But I miss The Sims. My- no, I, I told Dude. you that the minute they come out with a new Sims, we're going to start yeah. a streaming situation and we're going to stream mm-hmm. it together. Yeah. Oh. Because you're. I think you're going to be the one who makes all the decor decisions because I feel like yeah. you would kill me Um, because I would probably make all the wrong choices. <sighs> okay. The, the real question is like, do you kill your Sims? Um, everyone kills their sins. No, I don't. I You've never, never killed your sins? I don't kill my You've sins. You've never drowned them in a pool ever? No. <gasps> I get really upset. I don't kill my sins. I make them have really big families. Oh no, and, see, like, I I 10 like 10 plus generations. And then there's a um family tree, a family tree yeah. button. And I love looking, love looking at, at all it. the family trees and all the branches. See, I wouldn't kill ones that I had been. I would only kill them. I would like make one quick and then kill them. I wouldn't like make put in all this effort just to kill my sim. No, I've never made a sim just to kill them. I don't want to. Um, Did I ever tell you the story of the first time I ever played the Sims? So the Sims is a very old game. Like I was very young when this came out. Just so is the Sims one or Sims two? It's the Sims one. Okay. And I played it and I had the volume down on my computer and I didn't. And back in the day, back in the day, Sims one. You just had like a bassinet. And the only way you mm-hmm. knew the baby was crying is if you had the sound on and you could hear the baby crying mm. or you there were little lines that would come off of the yes. bassinet. Yeah. And I, as a however many old, I didn't know that. My CPS came and took my baby away. Jesus and I, Christ. And I cried to my mom. Like in Aww. real life, I cried. And I was like, they took the baby away. Did they, t- <laughs> did they take it away? We took it away. Yeah. It because too... I let it cry forever. Because I didn't Oh, know. no, 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 no. Did your parents take away the Sims? 
Oh, no. They definitely took it okay. away, though, when Sims Vacation kept causing our computer to crash. Oh, yeah, because you're probably downloading illegal, like, content. Because we had every every uh, expansion pack. Expansion pack on the yeah. yeah. So it reminds me of, like, the Tamagotchis years yeah. where I felt, like, the immense pressure that was put upon me of having to take care of a creature. And I would yeah. cry from the stress of it because it was too much pressure taking care of this little digital animal yeah so they took away the tamagotchi from me yeah um but back to jen um they said uh i've been making my way through the bonus content i'm having a blast thank you for the pat fabulous podcast thank you so much for your thank you jen uh feel free to always email us if you're whatever you're listening to tell us all your thoughts and feelings about it because we love getting feedback um and we got one more piece of feedback um from luis if i'm pronouncing that incorrectly please do let me know um luis says luis is from upstate new york first of all hi luis that's amazing um apparently this is the first time luis is emailing us because luis saw that our podcast was number two on his podcast oh really the spot okay actually if you want to talk about well Everything makes me emotional, but when I saw that people had us on their Spotify top whatever, I got so emotional. That's so nice. It's, it's like physical proof that people listen. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, and you're out there. I like it's so weird to fathom because, oh, I was just a girl when I was listening to MuggleCast when I was 18 years old and like I was like I want one day to have a podcast mm -hmm. and I dreamed and I dreamed and I remember like telling like therapists like if I could do anything I just wish that I can have a podcast I really want it and it's like it's so surreal to me to think that like like a dream of mine came true and that yeah. somebody that people listen that, that more than one person in listen. New York is listening to me and Jem and oh it's just like it's really crazy guys yeah it is and so uh louis says um when he started his boy meets world rewatch he had no one to talk about it with and thought a podcast would help fill the void um and <laughs> he was so sad when he passed us on the rewatch because he's always dying to hear what our opinions were right away but after finishing the whole series i stay tuned every week um he loves us so much that he's decided to give dawson's creek a go despite God never hearing you. about it before apparently he's only 21 so whew, <gasps> child i am gosh. so jealous of you such a young and 21 um and he's sad to say he's hooked he's currently yeah. at the beginning of season three which uh just seems to be the show derailing my girl andy which is very confusing to me yeah he, he yeah seems to true. be a weird freak but we'll see where that goes i he guess that? yui uh, eve is a weird freak oh eve yeah eve, eve is a weird freak yeah uh regardless i can't wait to continue this new journey with you guys through dawson's creek as boy meets world is finishing keep up the good work i hope the podcast continues to thrive um and he also said p.s i also listened to you guys recap pretty little liars original <laughs> sin uh, and i pray you also do a season two dude will we do a season two of pretty little liars original sin i hope so if it comes out if it comes out i would love to i think it i think they confirmed it i think they did confirm it yeah i i, I had so much fun on season one of that like oh it was, my god it was me so too fun. yeah um so thank you so much Luis, for sending in an email um we really really appreciate it anybody who ever wants to send us emails please do we love getting them um it, it's just so nice to like hear people that from people that are listening because we're like talking to each other and like pretty much just talking to the void besides that you know what i mean like we don't we don't see anybody we can't we don't know 
Um, so it's just, I don't know. It's just really nice getting, getting feedback and hearing that people are listening. And, uh, I can't believe we got someone to watch Dawson's Creek. <laughs> God bless me. you. But also I'm very excited for you because I love that show. He's I said, on a journey. Yeah. I said the other day that I, um, that Dawson's Creek was my favorite show. Yeah. You did say that. I did. There it's you my go. favorite. Apparently it's my favorite show. Apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah and that's uh i mean that's that's the that's the feedback i have that's it wow i really appreciate feedback i really appreciate people listening um it's been a journey now what we got going on we have next week we are going to be coming out with our season seven season wrap up our season seven wrap up whoa our season seven wrap up and uh like we do every season where we talk about mvps lvps our favorite episodes things that worked for us things that didn't character arcs yada 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 and then the week after that for our last week of boy meets world coverage um proper i mean i don't know who knows maybe we'll do something in the future we could come but, back eventually yeah, i could yeah. see us doing like a top 10 boy meets world moment sure. or something like that i could see us doing yeah like but, but our coverage proper will be a series wrap up where if you like nostalgic stuff and all us talking about like some of our favorite moments of you know podcasting or favorite episodes or seasons kind of like the same format of is of our series or season wrap up just for the entire series uh check that out in two weeks um in the world of bonus content we're what won the poll was home alone too you people want to watch home alone too i said yeah. you could watch babe if you wanted to but you said no <laughs> i want to watch home alone too yeah so i mean be- almost won but Take yeah. that suckers. We it was a very close race between really close. uh home uh home alone two and the Muppet Christmas Carol and Batman. And uh so we will be covering Home Alone Two with some very good friends of ours, um, to be continued, but who those are, but yeah. familiar faces. That'll be really especially soon. to this podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I don't know, like PSR I had some like dead to me coverage that was fun mm-hmm. and you can catch me at sarah ferguson and you can catch us at shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram and dot com and i don't know i'm jack.com that's that's where you can find me <laughs> shit 90s pod at gmail.com too if you want to send in uh some other feedback via email you can find me at the just sterling i am still covering mythic quest and community over on pusher recaps check out both those podcasts they're a lot of fun um and uh yeah stay tuned we'll be back just next week with the finishing up season seven so you're not done with us yet even though it might sound like that two more podcasts to go for boy meets world um so we will talk to you all in just one week thank you all for listening have a good one everybody Bye. Shit 90 shows taught me. Shit 90 shows taught me.